Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you a woman who could share important resources and insights to help you access your passion, your purpose, and become the leading woman of your own life. You know, I've been interviewing these amazing leading women for over 10 years, and it's one of my favorite things to do. I love hearing about their experiences so much that I chose 19 experts to co-author my book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. Now, if you haven't bought yours, if you want to help a woman become the leader she was meant to be, go to your local bookstore or, of course, Barnes & Noble and Amazon and buy a copy. This week... I'm pleased to introduce you to another extraordinary leader dedicated to public service, and she is Rebecca Sive. Rebecca has earned a reputation as a smart, inspirational women's leadership and political strategist and writer, speaker, and teacher. She speaks and offers workshops and addresses how to become the public voice to make the world a better place and how to leverage your professional career through public influence. Now, she has served on numerous boards, been a governor, appointee, and advised both the Clinton and the Obama administration on developing their agenda for women's issues. Wow. Her mound of awards from various organizations include being honored in the the book, Feminine Who Changed America. Now she's written a book whose time has definitely come. It's called Vote Her In, Your Guide to Electing Our First Woman President. Yeehaw, that's about time. And it's available later this month. I'm so pleased to learn about this book. And welcome, Rebecca Sive, to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Rebecca, thank you so much for this book, and thank you for being with me. So, Rebecca, thank you for being with me. As I said before I started the recording, I'm I'm Fired up again, fired up again, but uh, uh, no, this is a great book. Uh, I, I love the posters from the march in uh, yeah. 2000, uh, recently in 2018, mm-hmm. and, and it, they they say a lot, but it's a, it's a it's an interesting book with lots and lots of facts. But uh, Voter In is a book every woman should read, especially every white Caucasian woman in the United States of America. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I tell you, yeah. I tell you what, I'm not, I'm not really. I'm going to start. I'm going to ask you. Uh, let me just say this, and then I'll, then we'll continue to talk. I said I'm really not concerned about uh, so much the women of color. I'm more concerned about white women in the United States. Mm-hmm. I, I really am. They, we just don't get it. We just yeah. don't understand. Talk about the white male privilege. There's this white female privilege that we've never really had, but for some reason some women think we have it, and we don't have it, so we better figure that out. And right. so it's women like you and I that have got to go, nope, not there yet. Haven't gotten there. Not there mm-hmm. at all. So anyway, I want to talk about something that's very important because this is how we relate as women, especially women. I don't care what color you are, but this is how we relate. And I think guys do it kind of naturally, maybe not so directly, but when we share our stories about who we are, uh, which is pretty special because it is a little personal, but I think who we are and telling our story really is one of the best ways for women to connect with one another because 
we always find something that's a great connector, something that brings us together, and, and that, that sisterhood starts to really develop pretty quickly once we have that uh, kind of feel for each other and we trust each other, which is a huge issue for women's trust. But I'm going to ask you about you. How did you get to be you? Where, what's your personal story? Let's talk about you because I think that will tell us a lot about why you're doing what you're doing today. Well, thanks for asking. Um, like you, I'm fired up and ready to go, and I can tell you to vote her in and generally move women to understand what their real uh, issues are and how they should act politically to achieve their goals. I guess I would say that by way of background and how I got there, really I, I grew up in a political family. My mother was a professional woman, and she encouraged both my sister and me to be educated, to achieve, to work hard. Um, and I think the other thing was that my, both of my parents stressed the importance of public service. And in their minds, the most important public service was, you know, sort of pursuing democratic values and electing good people to office and making sure everyone had equal opportunities. So I guess when the women's movement came along, it just resonated. And I have just tried ever since then to find ways to mobilize people and be active and make a difference. Well, between you and Gloria Stein, I'm reading her book, uh, On the Road. <laughs> between the two of you, you know, I, I don't know that uh, I can really sit still very long, but, uh, you know, I get that. I, I come from a similar kind of family, and it was more mm-hmm. or less helping others, changing the world for good, you know, making right. it helping those that could not help themselves, and, and uh, you know, that's been kind of my background. But women finding their voice has been my passion for so many years, um, you know, because I've, I've felt growing up as a, as a girl and as a woman I didn't have a voice. And, uh, you know, I realized I wasn't going to really help anybody else find their voice until, until I found my own. And my power as well, my power too. So I, I think that's something that women in general, especially white women, have a real hard time with as far as, far as really being authentic and speaking, speaking their minds, speaking from yeah. their heart and their power too. Um, mm-hmm. and what, what do you think is wrong with white women? Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. What I would say is that, um, I, I, and what I try to do in the book is to make the case for why every woman, regardless of background yeah. or profession, should understand um, and can understand. She can educate herself and her friends. Uh, what is good for her in terms of leading a fruitful and secure and successful life? And so the fact that so many women, as you point out, predominantly a majority of white women, although a small majority, uh, voted not for Hillary Clinton but for Donald Trump in 2016 was, in my view, and I talk about this in the book, you know, evidence that they weren't really focusing on their own needs and concerns and their own opportunities in the workplace. And so I think that that's really the goal here. And you know, insofar as, for instance, African-American women have been very clear, certainly in the recent uh, races we've seen in the last couple of years, about where women's interests lie, they can certainly, you know, educate the rest of us about how we need to look at this and what we need to do. Yeah. So that, that's kind of what, how I see it. Yeah. 
Um, I had the privilege, I don't know if you know Sheila Robinson, uh, Dr. Sheila Robinson, but if you don't, you need to get to know her. She's mm-hmm. the founder, founder, do you know her? I hand. don't. Well, she's the founder and CEO of Diversity Magazine, and she puts together one of the most amazing conferences every year. And if you get a chance to, it's in Washington, D.C. In, uh, in November. And if you get a mm-hmm. chance, you need to come. But uh, she is, a, is an amazing woman of color uh, who brings together the most amazing women of color. I'd say the, you know, the ratio is about 75-25. But I tell you what, I learned more at that first conference I went to mm-hmm. uh, being a minority. And I love this one this one African-American woman, this black woman, she came up to me because, and this is exactly what she said to me. She, we've been talking, and we were going to be on, she was going to be the mediator, uh, and I was going to be on the panel. And she goes, she goes what, what is wrong with you white women? And I just stood there, and she says, you white women don't get it. And I went, okay. And she goes, you know, mm-hmm. you had, you said, she said, you know, you had affirmative, affirmative action. What did you do with it? And I said, well, I, I don't think much. She, goes, she said, what's wrong with you? And, and then I just kind of looked at her. And the only thing I could come up with, I said, I think we don't like each other. <laughs> and you know what? She just, mm-hmm. looked at, she looked at me and she smiled. And it was the first time we really then had a, had a very good conversation. But, but Trudy and I have become good friends. And she's actually... Good. She's actually in my next book coming up, In This Together, and Trudy Bourgeois is a, a, a fantastic woman who represents women of color, but women finding their voice. And, and there are these wonderful groups of women that are growing in numbers that really do understand that we have to have representation. And I absolutely agree with your book. Vote her in. The most important thing that we need to do coming up in this next election is to find a woman president. We have got to we have got to break through that ultimate glass ceiling and we've got mm-hmm. to have representation. You know, and I think I think a lot of women are still licking the wound, their wounds from the last election and, and you know, we need to get over it and go, Okay, that's it. Let's move on. We've got to we right. gotta, Let's talk about that for a minute, because this book is so full of so much information, chapter after chapter after chapter, and talks about why we need this representation mm-hmm. and we need right. to break through. But talk about that for a minute, and just again, your your overall mission and goal for us as this, in this country. The reason I wrote the book was, you know, taking stock, as I think most of us have, of what happened and. As you said, it's, uh, you know, time to elect a woman. In fact, we did elect one if you look at the popular vote. So, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Right? So yeah. it's, very, it's very clear that the American public, men and women, are ready to have a woman president. It's also very clear since, and this I think is key, that since the policy positions of Mr. Trump and Secretary Clinton differed so greatly, that people were making a very clear choice when they voted for her, which is to say a clear policy choice for things like equal pay and better child care and reproductive choice. So the goal I had with the book was to, uh, and is to, consolidate that understanding that we all have that there's a case here for electing a woman president. It's both political and in terms of policy and in terms of just outright fairness and equity, right? And then to say in the second half of the book, 
you know, every one of us, every woman has a role in this. And so, you know, here's what each of us can do individually and collectively. And I thought, and you were nice to mention it, I thought that the posters of the Women's March would provide the, you know, the sort of inspiration. The words of the marchers in those posters would provide the inspiration for us to vote her in. So that's why I was, you know, very glad that I was able to do that. And I guess I would just say that I'm looking at myself here as a sort of pie piper, right? Yeah. Let me go around yeah. and talk about this and make this case and get this book into the hands of as many people as possible. Yeah. Well, there, there's no doubt in my mind that the time is now. But, you know, another point that you make in the book is that we know what we need to do. We know what, why it's right. important to do so. But we don't have fertile ground and preparation for that, for this coming election. Who, who do you even, I mean, you know, if somebody asked me, well, who would, who would you vote for? You know, right. who, would you, who would you elect as the, you know, and right. like, I came up with Oprah. You know, God, if we could get Oprah to run, you know, we'd be, I mean, which, you know, she had actually entertained that at, at some point uh, with right. Me Too and Time's well, Up. And, and uh, you know, I think everybody's going, really, wouldn't that be amazing if mm-hmm, she were to mm-hmm. run for that position? Not only a, a woman, uh, a woman of color becoming the next president of the United States, but do, do we really, I mean, and, and, I'm, and I'm sorry, I do not know of anyone particularly that we have in the running or that people could mm-hmm. say, yeah, I can get behind her? Well, I think actually the good news is that, you know, because over the last several decades women have been running and winning, and we now have approximately a fifth of the U.S. Senate is women, which has, yeah. of course, never been the situation before. Yeah. And although it's not nearly enough, there are six women governors and many women now running for governors. So right. The point there is that there is a pool of women, importantly, with the experience, right? They know how to be executives. They've had policymaking experience. They're, they've been in the political world um, and know how to win. So, you know, depending on where you sit on the sort of political or ideological spectrum, there are one or more people who could run. And my guess is that several women will run. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I would be thrilled. Isn't when does that occur? When would the timing begin for someone to put their hat in the ring and say, "Okay, I am running to be"? Oh, I am. Good question. Yes, good question. I think that after the midterms, you know, typically that's the time because the next big federal race is the presidential, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's Congress in eighteen and the president and the Congress again in two thousand twenty. Yeah. So I think what you'll see is that by the new year or shortly into it, there will be people who, uh, women who are going to step forward and begin making their case and raising the money and you know, doing all the things candidates need to do. So I don't think we have to wait long, which I think good. is a good thing. Good. I, you know what? I, I think the sooner that we do have that going on, mm-hmm. I, I think women are going to jump out there uh, and say, okay, this is it. We we blew it last time. We didn't vote. Right. We didn't vote our our conscience. We didn't vote. We definitely didn't vote for what we needed. I agree. This book is so important. Is this has got to be the year? I mean, the next election. We have got to break through. Um, one of the stats that I read. Uh, this has been a while. I don't know if it's true or mm-hmm. not. Said that we're twelfth in the world as far as women's leadership. I think it's less than that. 
<laughs> well, we're way, way further down the ladder. You're right. Um, yeah, I, I think 12th is too high. I think it's more yeah. like we're yeah. like 100 or something. You know, I mean, you can look at other countries that have, you know, Indira Gandhi, of course. I mean, my God, what, a, what an amazing mm-hmm. leader who broke through and right. You know, and then, of course, the, the queens. Uh, you know the uh, the queen. I mean, we we may not agree with the royal uh, system, you know, aristocratic mm-hmm. system, but I, you know, I mean, Queen Elizabeth. I mean, you've got to give this woman credit. She oh, has, absolutely. Uh, she has literally, you know, made England a strong, viable. You know, I mean, she's well known all over the world, all over the world, and she's very well respected. But we don't have the. I mean, we've gone as far as we've gone as Secretary of State. Madeleine Albright, and, you know, and Hillary is state, uh, Secretary of State, but we haven't gone any further than that in the political realm. Yeah. Well, I think the thing about it is, you know, the, the thing about your right to Queen Elizabeth is really a great role model for women's leadership, but she inherited it, and of course that's a different situation than sure. what we have here or what was in, you know, in India with the well, Margaret Thatcher and then the other right. Women, you know, so. So, yeah, I think that the fact that, you know, as we were discussing a moment ago, so many women have now made their way through the political system, kind of the next need, and that's the voter-in idea, is to have the rest of us who aren't running to get behind those women and push them forward, right? Just as we've done in so many other contexts, you know, whether it's our family or our workplace or whatever, we help each other to get where we need to go and deserve to go. Yeah, I mean, we, but, you know, here's another example, and I use this quite mm-hmm. often when I'm speaking, is that women in our country by 85% are probably more products and services in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yet we do not run the market. We do not control the market. And right. that doesn't make sense either, is that here we are making all these decisions. We have the pocketbook to buy these services and these products, but we're not using it to our advantage. And I think the most important thing in this next election for a woman to be elected is we've got to put our money where our mouth is. And, and, you know, we've seen some excellent candidates come out, but then something has occurred, you know, they don't get the the financial support or they don't get the the emotion or the psychological support. Uh, You know, we've got to have all, all of the above. Yeah. Well, I think another piece of good news, and that you know, I sort of learned about this as I was working on the book, is that women, to your first point about our giving and raising money to help these women, uh, that is happening now more than it has in the past. And perhaps you know, women understood that you know we we have to do it for ourselves. To paraphrase the yeah ad yeah. that I've heard, uh, so that's good. I think that the other thing about it is just to remember that you don't have to get 100%. You only have to get 50% plus one, right? Yeah, yeah. So if, if enough people, if enough women are convinced that I want to contribute to this, I want to organize people, I want to advocate to my, you know, sisters that this is the right thing to do, we, we might be able to get there. And, you know, my belief, and this is sort of the other, I think, important point I try to make in the book, my belief is that a woman president will govern differently and pay a special attention to women and girls' needs, and we need yeah. that. Well, the world's the world's need to make it a better place, you know, so that we don't right. need more 
we don't need any more war. We need health care. We don't need any more war. We need good education for every every child. You know, I mean, right. we, <laughs> we, we, women know what we need. We know what yeah. we need. We've been doing it all along. We're we're excellent when it's identifying the problem, but we're also identify, uh, but we're also very good at problem solving. And once we start to look at the situation, we go we go and collaborate. You know, we we are the we're the yellow pages. You know, if you need something, ask another woman. If you need something, ask. Her. She, she knows where it is, where to find yeah, it. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing that we're so resourceful. Yeah. And, yeah. And such good organizers, and we run, you know, most organizations in our communities. And so, you know, one of the things I talk about in the how-to section of the book is. You really can do this within your own neighborhood. You don't have to go to Washington or yeah. the state yeah. capital or yeah. you know, just organize the women around you, right? Yeah. Pick everybody up and go vote. Pick them up in the exactly. car. Exactly. Exactly. Then go have a party afterwards, you know, go celebrate your candidate being elected. Yeah, absolutely. I no, I mean, it's it's a great book, and it, and it really is a say and do. But, again, the the reality of it, you know, reality, we, we need awareness. We need self-awareness. We need awareness what the situation is and to pull our heads out of the sand and to understand what we need to do. And in the book, Vote Her In is a book that you can do all the above. You can learn about what we're doing, what we're not doing, and what you can do about it. So I wish we had a lot more time. And and, uh, like I said, we we will promote this book, Rebecca, and we'll do what we can to help you. And uh, Take the Lead, which I'm the chair of the board, is basically, and and I don't know if you know anything about Take the Lead, but I'd love it. Yeah, I'm a great admirer of what you and Gloria have accomplished. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, we're... We're working on it. We're working on it. But uh, take the lead, and then the book. In this together, we're. This is a say and do book, also. So if we can help each other and collaborate with each other, uh, mm-hmm. we we want to do that more and more, and build the community, grow the community, and the state. right. And you're now an official leading woman of. of <laughs> Of of women connect for good. So congratulations, you didn't well, know that you, you are. So um, now it really is. If if we all stood together, if every woman stood yes. shoulder to shoulder with each other, we'd have no problems. We would have well, that, no yeah. problems. It's you know, so clear that that's true. And so whenever I, I have to say, it's probably true for you too. Whenever I get a little bit down, I think we just have to come at this together, right? And yeah, yeah. and understand. And that we have the power to lead, we have the smarts to lead. When we lead, we will help other women, and yeah. you know that whether that's in business or government or community. Yeah. So yes, well, I am um, delighted to stand shoulder to shoulder. Sounds yeah. like a good plan to me. Yep. Well, I, I still love. I say this almost every time I speak. Madeline Albright. There's a special place in hell for women that don't support each other, and mm-hmm. I really feel that's that is key. Is if we are if we're putting down one of our sisters, we're putting ourselves down. So, you know, we we got to we've got to change that. So I'm lifting you up today, and and I want people to go and read your book and and. Thanks learn how we can uh, become advocates and we start to get ready for that next big election. And this exactly. year, this next election, this next election that we do, in fact, elect a woman, a strong candidate who's going to change the world for good and make the United strong and, and a place that people will be proud again, proud of. Yes, proud exactly. Of. 
Exactly. So how, how do they learn more about you, more about the book, and where they can go and buy it and read it and do something? I know it's just coming out. So yeah, the, the, yeah. Thank you for asking. It's uh, the pub. The formal pub date is October sixteenth. The book is available now for pre-order on any of your favorite websites or go to your favorite bookstore. Uh, there's information about it on my website, of course, RebeccaSide.com, also at Goodreads, at Amazon. It's easy to find. And I also hope people will start, you know, when they do this, think about using that hashtag, both her in, for whatever we're voting for, right? Yeah. Whatever yeah. Women, woman we're yeah. voting for. So, yeah. yes, I hope uh, your listeners will uh, pick up the book and use it as they go about doing their good work. And um, you'll see, you should just know that my email is also on my website. So if anyone wants to write to me, of course they can. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Rebecca, congratulations on the book. Um, I'm sure it will make a huge impact, and the timing is absolutely perfect uh, because we, we need to talk about what the, what the real issues are, and we need to talk about what to do about them. And I think, I, I think we've been talking, but we haven't been talking about what to do, and this book tells you what to do and how to do it. So congratulations on the book. Uh, we hope uh, here in the next week or so that you're the next best New York bestseller. Oh, thank you. Well, that would be wonderful. It's been delightful talking to you. And Likewise. if there's anything we can do to continue to help you, please let us know because uh, that's what we do. We're to take the lead as, as we're working our we're working our little hooms off to get women women's voices and women's leadership across mm-hmm. our country equal gender par- parity by 2025. Like to do it sooner. Like to do it a lot sooner. But yeah. if we got a, but but if we elected a woman president, I bet we'd zoom along. Yes, it would be different because she would articulate the fact that we, and prove that women can lead, and then yeah. other women yeah. will yeah. will take yeah. that up and push harder and yeah. say to the men around them, "You need to help us do this too." And yeah. Uh, yeah. when a woman uh, leads, we all win. That's right. I like that. Say that again. When we what? Say that again. I like that. When a woman leads, we all win. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. It's been delightful. Congratulations. I only Thank wish you. you the very best of things in the in now and in the future. Thank you Thanks so much so for much. talking to me. It's a pleasure.